wizards out there playing like they was the wizards. PG 13, he is not a killer. Hey, now let me get to the LeBron haters. You know them boys not fucking with no Man, damn Lakers. Playing. They was out there playing soft like some Nihilators. Episode 20, and before, before we get this thing rolling, shout out to G-Mac Cash on the wonderful... He don't miss. G-Mac Cash does not miss in the heat of I'm just, just patiently... I'm patiently waiting on miss. him. Waiting <laughs> on him to get booked by somebody, bro. Somebody oh, need to sure. see... Somebody need to see, like, okay, this nigga, this nigga don't miss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. G-Mac Cash truly don't miss, man. Uh, uh, okay, so what... Wow, wow. All right. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Acts crew. And before before I get the introductions rolling, shout out to G-Mac Cash. Shout out. Cause he, he did his thing on that Clipper song, man. He did his thing. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I'm on IG and I see somebody out in the club or at the hookah bar, I start singing that coronavirus, bro. G-Mac, hey, hey, like I said, G-Mac Cash don't miss. The boy really don't miss, man. Shout out to him, man. Um, but, but now, you know, facts over acts. We got the master of the mix and management. Josh Guy did the building. That is I. We got the money man of Melda playing Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And you got me, the little old MC in the building. Now, we know a lot is going on. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm Ken Gibbs. I can't eat. I can't eat beef <laughs> Now, we know a lot has gone on in the sports world since the last time we talked to y'all a week ago. Besides Lemon Pepper. Besides Lemon Pepper. Besides Lap Dance Lou. Getting put out the playoffs, man. I, but that's going to be the first thing we talk about because we got to hit you with these NBA playoff updates. You got uh, the, you know, a, a series that we, we, won, we all thought it's the matchups of the L.A.'s in the in the conference finals. And, you know, the refs going to make the conference of the LA, battle of the L.A.'s happen. Boy, were we wrong. Yeah. Uh, so, in the East. Uh, we got Miami up 2-1 on Boston. In the West, we got L.A. up 2-0 on Denver. And I say L.A. because we don't got to uh, differentiate between Clippers and Lakers no more. Um, <laughs> you never did. Because the, <laughs> because the Clippers have gotten taken out the game uh, by the Nuggets after a 3-1 comeback. Now, I have many questions. I have many thoughts. The first of which is very simply this. Uh, who does the blame go to for that collapse? Um. All right. So I'm placing the blame on every single member of the Clippers organization, maybe except Kawhi, even though he had a terrible game seven. We've seen some of the all-time greats have terrible elimination games, and I guess that was his time to have one. He hasn't Hold had a one minute. Yet. Hold a minute. I'm sorry, bro. Go did ahead. You, did, did you just say Tanai Latham is the only person <laughs> that, that, that we not blaming, that we not blaming for this loss, bro? If, 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 if I wasn't playing the way that he was, they wouldn't even have got to that point. Oh, okay. Okay, I can see that. They wouldn't I, even have got mean, to that point. If you look at it, Jordan has had awful has had multiple awful elimination games. LeBron has had one off the top of my head. Kobe has had more than one. 
Kawhi hasn't. I'm not. Put, I'm, not I'm not putting Kawhi in the same company as those guys. But Kawhi has had damn near a flawless playoff up until that game seven. Mm-hmm. No other person on that team you can tell me perform to expectations. Not even close. Okay. Montrez uh, was shooting twenty percent. Lou Will was shooting twenty percent. Paul George was shooting thirty percent. The entire playoffs. I I got you, but I, I'm just not letting Kawhi pass on this one, man. I'm, I'm sorry, bro. This is a guy that this is a guy that y'all kept saying. Oh man, he's in the same bracket as like a LeBron. He's somebody I would never bet against. He's somebody that I just don't I don't see really any flaws in this game. And it's like to me, that's that? just wait, 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 wait. Uh, a, a lot of people, a lot of people have said that. Like just they now, Kawhi was the end all be all to not, LeBron this year. Now now once on this show has has either one of your co hosts said, Hey, this is doing the same company as Brian. <laughs> not once. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. <laughs> Never. no. I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like just because so, you kind of gave him a little easy little route up out of here. Because I'm, I ain't I'm saying, slide, I'm saying, he, he had a terrible game seven, but he's the only person that I'm going to let bounce back from this situation. Like okay, every other person, I, I every other person in this situation got like a permanent red mark on their record. Some okay. great, some great players, you got to let bounce back from poor performances in big games. And we've seen, I think Kawhi has the potential to to step out of the shadow with his bad game seven. Okay, this is what I'm gonna do. That 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 triple quadruple bounce on the on the Philly, I'll let that cancel out with this. So then I I I let him redeem himself, okay? Okay. <laughs> but but okay. every person that Doc Rivers, get him up out of here. Paul George, get him up out of here. I wanna see Kawhi Leonard play with you know when you're on 2K and you got to dump them bad contracts in one season, you got all 20 year olds, 65 overall, so you can hit free agency. Oh my lord. I want to see. Oh. I want to see Kawhi hooping with Dwayne Bacon next season, bro. Dwayne Bacon. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's that's very. Chris, who you going with, man? Who who takes the blame for this thing to you? Oh man. Well, Salaya, Sama, Miss Lake. So now let me go. Hey, so now let me go sue the show, bro. She go sue the show. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Kawhi, <laughs> Kawhi, Kawhi gets blamed. Paul George gets blamed. Lemon Pepper gets blamed. Montrez, Tarzan, whatever he want to call it, so he gets blamed. Uh, Pat Beverly really gets blamed. <laughs> two, <laughs> two points and six fouls and nineteen. Wait, 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 wait. Pat Bev put up 6-4 and 2.6 in this series, and you blaming him? No, I'm saying everybody, everybody, everybody's. I'm everybody on that team to blame, bro. They came into this season thinking they already won something. Only one player on that team has won anything, and he has an asterisk by one of his rings anyway. And then he was under the greatest coach, maybe of our generation, when he won the other one. So, and he had played with three, four Hall of Famers. I mean, I don't know if Danny Green's latest performance is going to get him in the Hall of Fame, but at one point, Danny Green looked like he was going to the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, he has the record for most threes made in the final series. 
Exactly, but his his it's latest performances might might not get him in the Hall of Fame. I, I, that, that he almost just blew the Lakers game today, as as we record this pod, getting blocked at the end of the game. Like I don't know, I don't know. You know what though? We gonna we gonna talk about the Lakers, but I don't, I don't really want to blame Danny for this game. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm, I'm but still on the Clippers. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Let us know how you feel. So, <laughs> so move forward, Clippers. What does Doc Rivers honestly do? Like when you look at him as Hold a coach, on, we don't get to that. We don't. Right, right. We got to compartmentalize. It's a Clippers episode. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, this is a Clippers episode. This this is a Clippers slander hotline. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they said we got a team full of dogs. The dogs are corgis, man. The dogs are corgis. <laughs> Listen, none of these dogs can reproduce. These dogs are all fixed. <laughs> look, man, look, I put the blame on myself because I've always had one cardinal rule when it comes to discussing sports and deciding who's going to win championships. And my cardinal rule was, what is the history of your franchise? It's some teams that's on my no-win list. You can include the Browns, the Lions, the Mariners, the Sacramento Kings, and the Clippers are a part of that list. And for some reason, for some reason, I decided to break that rule for that team this year. And that's on me. Well, that's I'm, because you, you know saw a lot I'm of poodles. Hey, <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, listen. I'm glad that you said that. I'm glad you said that, Josh. Because finally, a member of the media is taking responsibility for this law. Because me... Of course, I bl- I don't know who to blame on the team because you know what? I'm sorry. Kawhi and Paul George paying tribute to Kobe by scoring 24 in Game Seven, 24 <laughs> combined in Game Seven. That that you know, as a superstar, if people, if your trainer gonna be up here talking about you up there, you're better than LeBron and all that. You can't have 14 points in a Game Seven, Kawhi. You can't do it. And, and, you know, there's a lot of blame to go around everywhere because Doc Rivers is Doc Rivers is Doc Rivers. I mean, but I think the media, I want to blame them because it was so many of us who were so hot on this this Clippers bandwagon and, and, and so many people ignored obvious signs. I have said all year the Clippers are built to beat the Lakers. The unfortunate part about that is every team in the West is not the Lakers. That's the problem. Yeah. And everybody told me, oh, no, nah, it's fine. Yeah. They're just going to turn it on. They're going to turn it on. They're going to turn it on. And now. None of those players have ever showed that ability, though. That's the issue. Exactly. But not only that. Here's the part that kills me the most. Here's the part that just, it cracks me up. It, it, I mean, this is what really makes me laugh when I think about the Clippers. The Clippers, everybody said the Clippers' problem in this series was what? Chemistry. Now. Everybody says your problem is chemistry. How do you build chemistry? By playing together. You just play together a lot. That's how you build chemistry. Your star, your alpha, the person who's supposed to lead the pack, the strategy for for him being successful in the playoffs is him not playing with you bums. That's the (laughs) point. That's the part that kills me. We people forgot. Oh yeah, they are gonna need chemistry at some point in time. People forgot. Playoff P is playoff P is playoff P. People forgot that. People forgot for some reason that you know this team, uh, for all the day, all this and that that they had, they were undersized. They were gonna be vulnerable against any big with offensive skill. And now look, 
look what happened. You know, so that's that. The media takes some blame to me, but the biggest chunk of the blame falls on Kawhi Leonard's shoulders. This is a Kawhi Leonard slander account. Y'all know that. <laughs> that's what you got to know about Ken Gibbs. If I ain't going to do nothing else, I'm going to slander Kawhi Leonard. Now, Mr. Load Management, Mr. Load Management, you can't sit up here and say, we got to play together more. We got to get chemistry. When you don't play, you choose to sit out when you're healthy. You and Uncle Dennis passed up on the Lakers. You and Uncle Dennis passed up on standing in Toronto. Well, it was time to show and prove in that game seven, baby boy. It was time to show and prove. (laughs) And that's what you show, 14 points, zero in the fourth quarter, not a point in the fourth quarter. I don't ever want to hear Kawhi in any more conversations about the best player in the league. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it because to me, there are certain criteria to get in that conversation. And Kawhi, while people say, oh, yeah, he's the best two-way player, he's the best two-way, this, he's the best, this, Two-way means you have to play on both sides. That means you got to put the ball in the bucket consistently, just like you defend. He is absolutely a stalwart defensively. When it comes to putting that ball in the bucket, you're looking shaky, baby. You're looking bad. And I just, wow. So now, we're going to go from there. And and this is why I told you to hold off, Coach. Where do the Clippers go from here? Where, Where do they go? Who, do you think they change anything, or do you think they say, you know what, this was year one, we're going to keep all our pieces running back? Well, where, where should they go, or where are they going to go? Because where they what? should Give go... Give us both. Where they should go is they should abandon ship, hold on to Kawhi, because even though he, he played poorly, he's still... Uh, he's still a standout in the league. If if you had a team, you said Kawhi was your number one, that's still a better option than most players in the league. Um, I disagree. Well, actually, wait, wait. I agree, but I, I disagree with the idea that he's better than most superstars for your team. But proceed. I mean, but at the same time, how many superstars is it in the NBA? That, that's true. That's yeah, true. so, it, I mean, if you got a tier of superstars and Kawhi is at the bottom of that tier of superstars, I'd rather have a low-tier superstar than a high tier all star. Mm-hmm. Um so okay, I think they I think they should abandon ship, get rid of some of these older players, get rid of some of these contracts and try to regroup cuz you don't have a draft pick until what, for the next 7 years. Oh yeah, they they're down bad. They're down yeah. bad bad by so Paul George. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure there's teams out there. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We forgot this in the slander. Uh, <clears throat> the Clippers traded more first round picks five, then Paul George had field goals made in game seven. Four. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I say abandon ship, get rid of some of those old players, get rid of some of those contracts, find a team that's willing, that's that's hungry to get a superstar. Not a superstar, but uh, uh, Paul George is not a superstar, but he's a person that has name recognition. Mm-hmm. Some people want to sell jerseys. Some people want to put butts in seats, especially when fans come back. So trade Paul George to a Detroit, to a New York, to a Charlotte. Hey, don't you wish him on my Pistons. It's better than what they got going on. on Really? Bro, what do the Pistons have to even go? Like, what do they have to trade for Paul? I'm saying, what what do the Pistons have to trade for Paul George? Let's be honest. (laughs) What what do the... The, the, the Pistons about to have open gym tryouts. Okay, first of all. trying to get J. Cole listen, to try out, bro. Listen, let, we, could be, we could be honest about the Pistons being bad and not having assets. 
and also admit, Paul George coming wouldn't be that big of an upgrade. I'm sorry. That is just the because what uh, it, it might it might what, put you it, at like ninth seed. Think about what we would have to get rid of to get him. Either way, I, we would I, have to I, get rid I, of Blake. We would probably have to trade uh, Coach Anthony too on over him <laughs> for. I mean, it, it would be take Doc Rivers horrible ass. It wouldn't be uh, worth it, but I mean, he'd be the best individual player they had in the past twenty years. Oh, knock it off. Knock it off. Okay. Paul George? Yeah. Paul George? Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here, man. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I mean it, and I and I mean this with all of my heart and soul. Paul George would not be the best player that they've had in the last 20 years. And that's that's not even an argument for me. That's not even a thought. That's not even uh, Who, who you got better? in the last 20 years for the not, Pistons? First thing first, he does not fit the Detroit culture. Let's, not let's at all. talk about that. Okay, we're not talking about fit, though. We're talking, yeah, we're about, talking about pound for basketball pound, skill. pound for pound, pound for pound, basketball skill. Bro, pound for pound, basketball skill. If we're talking... The only person season, I could think... If we're only talking person. regular season, when it don't matter, sure. He's the best we've had. It's true. But when we're talking, when the game is on the line, do I feel like you can do what your job and role is just as well as you do it all the rest of the time? Absolutely not. Absolutely. Not. Listen, but all I'm gonna say is, all I'm gonna say is, pound for pound, only other player the Pistons had in the last 20 years, and he got, he came to the Pistons when he was uh, still working on stuff, is Rasheed, because Rasheed back in the day was a problem. So that's the only player in the last 20 years I could say pound for pound. Portland Rasheed better than Paul George. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But he came yeah. to the Pistons, you know. But that's the only player I could think like pound for pound that's just like. Once was again, better than- for me, one of the criteria of being a great player is with the game on the line. Do I trust you to do what you do? Not to be great. I don't trust. I don't need everybody doing everything. I'm a football guy. I understand that every individual has their role. But for me, if we're talking great players, do I trust you to do what you do all game in the clutch? At the same all time, though, no, how many great players? How many great players fill that criteria? Uh, there are there are a lot of players right now that I can say I can trust you to do what you do in the fourth. I, there are a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that there are a lot of great players. I'm not saying that there are a lot of star level, superstar level players. But there are a lot of players I know what you're going to do. I know. Right, Fred, right. Van v is a per- Fred Van Vliet is a perfect example. He is not some world beater that's like, I know he's going to give me 30 and 10. No, 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 no. Fred Lee is going to compete defensively despite his shortcomings. He's going to knock down some Shoot. big shots, all that. But I know he's going to do that in the first quarter and in the fourth quarter of game seven. That's what I know about Fred. I and ain't going to cap. I don't know that. I ain't going to cap because I think Kawhi might have won a Van Vliet in game seven versus, <laughs> versus Oh, for Fox. sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Paul George put up 10 points, dog. 10 points. 10. Ten, count them up. Ben, ten. Ten of them. <laughs> ten of them. Like, you know, and, and if you look at what Fred Van Vliet did in these playoffs, I think he was averaging, what, 18 to 20, somewhere in there? Like, uh, at the end of the day, I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with that. And, and, and what I hate about the media is they interviewed Paul George, if y'all remember the series before, when they played uh, Dallas, and he had that breakout game. Oh yeah, I'm I'm glad to be out my slump. I'm glad that I was at a dark place. It's hard for me to get motivated. Um, 
when it's no fans in the arena. Boy, if you don't shut up. Like, <laughs> like bro, bro, you had one good game. And honestly, he had two good games that series. But, I mean, dude, like, you did all that just to go back to being in a slump. Like, I don't want to hear that no more, man. Like, <laughs> if you get out your slump one game, I feel like players should just be like, hey, I had it going today. I'm going to keep working and keep 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 reciprocating this, man. Like, but and again, I, I'm not. That, that's why, for me, if I cannot trust you to do what you've been doing all regular season and the time that it matters, because I, I don't need a bunch of guys who are going to be great, amazing, da, 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 but then when it matters the most, you go missing them. The point of this thing is to win championships. And don't get me wrong, I understand basketball is a team sport. All five got it. All five on the court got to do it. All maybe ten or eleven or however many deep you play, all of them got to do it. But oh my lord, Paul, Paul, oh for seven from three in the fourth with zero yeah, nah. points. Nah, Mr. George, Mr. George, wow, curious George, curious George, because I'm curious <laughs> as to why you couldn't hit a shot, Mr. George. But we're gonna let it go. Man, my, my, my thing is, what my next point was, uh, what are they going to do? They're going to bring everybody back because Doc Rivers, I don't know. Like, I would love to see a black man keep a job in sports, but <clears throat> Doc Rivers needs to get out of there. I don't know how this man kept a job. for So he has to have the most talented teams to, like, only win one championship. Over the past 12, man. 13 years, this man has had, consistently had one of the better rosters in the NBA and can never Absolutely. get it done. And the uh, one year that time. he got I it done, it was literally nobody in his way. I ain't going to lie. If Mr. if Mr. James would have took his talents to soft beats a little bit earlier, I don't even think Doc Rivers had it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's so, true. I mean, I'm Chris, just saying it took Chris, him to have the first – Chris, what are the Clippers going to do? What what should they have done? Talk, talk. I mean, what should they do going forward? What should they do? What are they going to do? Talk to me. Okay. Okay. So you got Marcus Morris' contract off the books, correct? Mm-hmm. I he was on so. he, yeah. yeah. Okay. So to be honest with you, I say you run it back with a different coach. And you, and, and you have that new coach and general manager. You actually talk to Kawhi and say, Kawhi. I get you won a championship with the love management. But for this team to be successful, you have to be vocal and you have to be a leader. Like, I know that's out of character for you, but I know you want to win. So you need to be vocal and you need to be a leader. You need to come in here setting the tone. You sitting out games, not setting the tone. That makes it okay for Lou Will to go to Magic City when he's not supposed to go to Magic City. Oh, you know, because c- c- if you halfway playing, then why, they, why, why should the rest of the team feel like they have to try hard. Like, our best player not doing He not coming in early. And Kawhi might be doing it. I'm not there. But low managing, it's like he don't barely play. So why I need to play so much? Like, true, true. You know what I'm saying? He don't take the regular season series. It don't matter. The regular season don't matter. He keep telling us That's why he sits out. So he needs to come in and, and have a different approach for one and be a, a, be a leader. The second thing they need to do with that new coach, is actually used the coaching staff. Not one time did it seem like Doc Rivers even used his coaching staff. Now I don't know if he did or not, but he kept running the same stuff he'd been running for the Man. last last five years. So in my opinion, that means you didn't even consider because he got Sam Cassell over there. He has probably the best coaching staff in the league. Yeah, I say between Clippers and Spurs. 
Hey, listen, we all know what we all know what uh, Lou Will was thinking about, man. He was on that court thinking down in the valley where the girls get naked. <laughs> if you throw a pass, do you know she gonna shake it? Nah, but okay. I feel you know his 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 coaching staff is deep. They, they deep. Right, right, right. So and then okay, and then my third point is. You don't really have draft picks, but you have a team that's not very old. So, in my opinion, you run it back and see if maybe maybe Paul George will snap out of it if Kawhi has a different approach, which, I mean, history tells us Paul George probably not going to snap out of it. But, I mean, it's, there's there's always hope that if you, you have a right – under the right leadership, things happen that don't normally happen, I'll say. So, with Paul Kawhi coming in – right since he left Indiana. He ain't been right. I mean, I agree, but I mean, with a different leadership, though, Gibbs, you never know what could happen. That could spark something that Paul George, like, he like, man, Kawhi out here doing it, and I'm supposed to be his Robin. Let me be my, let me be Robin. Let me go out here Mm -hmm. and do what I need to do. So, I feel like it all falls on the shoulder on how Kawhi comes back next season, because he, I mean, we could all agree, Kawhi can be a number one option on a championship team. He can be. Absolutely. But Absolutely. if you if his approach is lazy and he comes off as someone that doesn't care about because you can't blame chemistry if you literally deliberately letting your best players sit out all the all the chemistry games you get what I'm saying exactly. like exactly. like so why why are y'all blaming chemistry y'all y'all didn't want chemistry y'all let him sit out so clearly clearly y'all didn't want chemistry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what but, are they gonna do going forward? Okay, so what they're probably going to do is they're probably going to give Doc Rivers an extension, which is probably the dumbest dumbest thing they could do. And then they're probably going to try to sign Marcus Morris back because they're not going to just let him walk for nothing. And they didn't give up nothing for him, but he's a good asset, and they're not deep at the wing position at all. So what they should probably do i think they need to go get a big and they probably going to go get a big but it's going to be like a subpar big hmm. okay all right i i don't know man i i really i just is is andre Drummond, is his contract up is he a free agent this I, I believe so yeah, he, that's why the Pistons got rid of him for the bag of chips and Skittles. So I, I said, I said during that series, I, I'm I'm pretty sure it wasn't on this pod. I think I was just talking to some homies about basketball. I'm pretty sure I said they need to go, they need to get rid of Paul George and go get Drummond this offseason. You know, I. So if we talk about what they are gonna do, they gonna and, and Josh, I thousand percent agree with you. If we talk about what they should do, I agree. Get rid of Paul George and go get uh go get uh, Andre Drummond. But actually, I'm gonna go a different way with this thing. And I know a lot of people gonna hear this and they gonna say, "Oh, Ken said just saying something for shock, it just to be different from his calls." But we don't do that here on Facts Over Acts because we all know they're gonna run it back with this same team and add maybe one piece or something. We all know that's what's gonna happen. They gonna sign some veteran that. But here's what should happen to me. They need to get rid of Kawhi. They need to get rid of Kawhi. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. You mean for a the sake of, of their franchise or for the sake of Kawhi's career? Oh, for the sake of their franchise. I don't care about Kawhi's career. It's like Kawhi Lewis <laughs> mm-hmm. Slender okay. account. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I don't care if they send him to Charlotte. I don't care. <laughs> get him out of there. No, but seriously though, uh if they're for the sake of their franchise and for the sake of them potentially winning a championship, they have to get rid of Kawhi. Kawhi's playing style only works 
if you a have a leader who has already been there, already been established, and got a system in place that's already already rolling and matriculating, and will do so without him. If you look at the Raptors, how much roster turnover was there from the time that he got there to the top from literally from the season before he got there to the season he left? How much turnover was there? Especially amongst the core group group of guys. Was it any? Exactly. That's that's my point. You don't even know whether or not there was any. Now, if we talk about how much turnover there was for the Clippers from the season before he got there to the se- to now, you say, well, okay, they gave away all these pieces. They gave away all these pieces that played a lot of minutes that were essential to the rotation. Okay, fine. If we give that up, I need you to play. I need you to play because they're used to having Gallo. They're used to having Shake Gilgis on, on that offensive side of the ball and on that defensive side of the ball. They're used to having them, so they know what they do. They know how it's going to roll with them. They don't know how it's going to roll with you. And you decide, you know what, I'm going to play, uh, uh, you know. And this year, especially because it came into some extreme circumstances, you sat out all those games, and then when the restart happened or when the league got canceled, you realize, oh, man. I can't now play the last 20 games of the season with them to get adjusted and acclimated to get where we all understand each other. Oh, man. Well, congratulations, buddy. This is what happens. This is what happened. This is why you don't do that. This is why you don't do that. They need to get rid of Kawhi and Paul. And they that to me, to me, I get it. They're in championship now mode. But if if I'm them, I'm accepting the fact that I've been duped. I've been had. I've been bamboozled by Uncle Dennis and crew. And I'm going to live with that. I'm going to live with that. Side note here, though, Gibbs, you make a good point. But I've been saying, I said this before Kawhi even chose a team. I said where Kawhi would fit in the best at. And y'all probably disagree, but if Kawhi went to Utah as they're currently constructed, that Ooh. that that's already a defensive-based team. You add Kawhi to that team? As they're currently constructed, so that means you. I mean, they wouldn't get Bogdan if Bogdan if they would have got Kawhi this year. But you add Kawhi to that team, I think that team probably challenged the Lakers really tough this year. I mean, I I agree. If if that team had Kawhi, I would agree. But the fact of the matter is, we all know that that the thought wasn't. People say that LeBron just went because of his to L.A. because of his Hollywood aspirations and all that, and think it didn't have nothing to do with Kawhi. Think it didn't have like not an ounce of nothing to do with Kawhi's decision, which I find extremely interesting. I find that extremely because if you're talking about where you could go for marketing and where you could go for all that, Toronto is one of the biggest markets in the world. Like I'm, I'm sorry, but what? Toronto is no small potatoes market. So what are you what are you really saying? And and oh, he wanted to go home. Okay, sure, we can say he wanted to go home. Yeah, whatever. If he wanted to go home and he wanted to be in the best position to win the championship, he knew where the the, the team that has what 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 is it, sixteen of them is? He knew right. <laughs> he knew where the champions resided. Instead, he went to a team that's never even been out the conference finals. Like, come on. Well, never well been to and, the and I think I think part of the reason too Yeah, I think part of the reason too Gibbs was because if he was to go there, 
I don't think Kawhi really want to be engaged with the media because even now that he's in LA, yes, he has a lot more commercials, but I've never seen a silent man that barely smiles in so many commercials, bro. Like it, it seems like it's just <laughs> torture. It's torture for him to be in these commercials. So, but I think but the lights and stuff and truly, was too bright for him. But honestly and truly, let's really think about this, right? Look at his contract. Does he have to do commercials? No, he like, doesn't at all. And, the, and what I'm saying, what I'm saying, when you, when you're in LA though, just like they they dog cools as soon as he had one bad game. If you're in LA Lakerland, none of that none of that stuff gets. And he know LeBron was gonna hold him to a standard where, hey man, that low management. Nah, man, I'm older than you and I'm playing. So, but here's you know the thing. I honestly think, I honestly think with LeBron's leadership style, he would be okay with it. I think LeBron would be like, hey man, just show up. When it's time to go. <clears throat> I mean, if you got those three at the same time, Kawhi could, could instead of low managing, he can get away with playing thirty minutes a game. Exactly. If that, if that, with right. those three, if that, you you would have a hard time. You literally wouldn't even have to run no offensive sets with those three. Like just just being completely honest. Just, hey, go out there and score. I don't care how y'all. Yeah, do. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have liked it though, man. To be honest with you, bro. That oh, of course made it not. So. Of course, but the yeah, fact, but but the facts. We we facts over acts over here, man. That's who we are. And if you asking me uh, where Kawhi should have went, if he won the championship, that's where he should have went. Or he could have even stayed with Toronto. Toronto blows through this East if he's still there. I'm sorry. I know that the Heat are playing at a great high level right now. Toronto blows through this East if he's still there. Oh, easily, easily, easily. So, and Siakam you know, probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have been what you call him last week, you. <laughs> Siaka wouldn't have been. Um, I, I can't even. I can't even remember, man. Oh, Bland P, not Spicy P. Bland P. Yeah, Bland P. He wouldn't have been Bland P if Kawhi was there. Food but see, P. they already Nick Nurse already. He's the leader on that team, and Kyle Lowry's the dog on that team. So I mean, Kawhi exactly. fits right in. Just like I mean, Utah. Donovan Mitchell's the dog on that team. So exactly. I mean, Donovan Mitchell exactly. would have set the tone. So and it's, that's sad good. that. Uh, Player that young, a player that young would have set the tone for Kawhi. It's just, but you know what though? But you know what though? Kawhi is not a vocal guy. I believe that he sets the tone with his play. That's how he sets the tone. He don't really, he's not really gonna say too much, except for communicating how to switch on pick and roll and the rotations. But he's he's gonna do his job. But yeah, the Clippers are gonna run it back. They're gonna say, oh, it was a one off. It was a fluke. It was just that year. And we're going to watch Doc do his Doc Rivers thing in the playoffs again. Because at this so point... So you think they bring Doc back? You bring Doc back even if you trade Paul George and Kawhi? Oh, yeah, for me... Yeah, they going to back. For me, if I'm trading Paul George and Kawhi, I'm trading everything. At this point, I'm like, listen, I'm asking the Thunder, like, do y'all see what just happened? I can give y'all these two. And y'all can have him them with Steven Adams. Y'all can have them with... You know, y'all could even probably keep Chris Paul with these two, and pay. And Chris Paul will probably take a pay cut because he thinks they'll win a championship. I mean, I'm just saying. You know, I you still. I don't know, guys. Not after. Man. Not after. For me, one season. That's that's just too soon. Dude. I listen. All I'm saying to is, to to jump ship to a full rebuild, bro. I, I can see I'm, like if next year this happens. Oh yeah, it's, it's time, but. Listen, I'm a fool. I'm, I am a, a. I have said this on the pod before, and I stand by this. I do not like how quickly teams just decide. All right, I'm bailing. I'm leaving. But the Clippers are an exceptional case. They, they, their biggest problem is chemistry and lack of a big man, apparently. 
And how are they going to go out and get a good big man with what they got on the books now? Right. Don't worry. I'll wait. Oh, oh, okay. You'll find... Because even the guys who just... Even if we talk to Andre Drummond, Andre Drummond is going to be greatly overvalued on the free agent market for what he actually does because there aren't many of him left. There aren't many bigs that, like, are die hard. You know they'll get you 20 and 20. I got a place he can go. I got a place that he can go. I got a place where I'm probably taller than the center of this team, but... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you know what, though? And I'm going to tell you... (laughs) That's where you need to go. If the Rockets get Nate McMillan and they get... uh, And they get... Andre too. That team is now, uh, 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 you know. But whatever. That's that's another story for another time. Uh, yeah, we all know what they're gonna do. They gonna they gonna get everybody and run it back. But boy, that what a fun laugh off the Clippers. What a time. I mean, shoot, what's Pat Beverly getting paid, man? You would think Pat Beverly getting paid thirty million a year, man. I, I mean, the way he acts and talks, like for him to go up and talk crazy to somebody like Damian Lillard, you would think. You would hey, really can't think. Three, man. Can't cool I'm just, three. I'm just saying, for him to talk crazy to a two hundred million dollar man on the face of a franchise who is definitely a number one option on the championship team, maybe if he wasn't important, we might be able to say that. But I don't know. But and he's on a three year, forty million dollar deal. You would think that he would put a little bit more respect on people's game, but now he listen, don't. Pat Bev averages thirty yells and ten barks a game. That's just that's what you gotta know. Pat Bev is gonna scream, he gonna bark, he gonna flop, he gonna hack. Okay. Like I'm happy I'm happy this black man gets paid, but twelve million a year, I, I just I don't know, Gibbs. twelve million a year for Pat Beverly is just outrageous. Hey, that, that man need to be a promoter, bro. He tricked the entire uh NBA into thinking he can play defense because he yelled a lot. It's, you know what's crazy? You know what's really crazy. <laughs> There's so many players who have said this about him. He just yells and fouls a lot. He gets up in your space and fouls a lot, and the refs let him get away with it because he's all in hey, the game. Hey, he, hey, he be dancing too, Giz. He be, he be moving them arms, moving them <laughs> legs. He be tapping on you. He be yelling. He, too, he be getting all into it too, hey, man. Y'all remember, y'all remember what he said, man. Y'all remember in, when, before the season even started, that video of the Clippers in practice. Don't nobody bring up the ball up court against him no more. Don't nobody dribble against him. You know what I mean? And that's what they were saying was, do not dribble against us. Pass it to Jokic, your terribly unathletic center, who is a skilled, gifted guy so he can work our, our little bigs in the post. That's what he was saying <laughs> when he said that. I, I, just, I just need somebody to help me understand. This is the number one reason why, why Doc <laughs> should be out of a job, bro. I can't, even if you were playing a video game, I don't understand how the Nuggets can run the same play 90% of the game for three straight games and you don't adjust. And and and, and you know what? That little, that little pick and roll, that little pick and Man, roll. Man, I'm watching on TV and I can see it. We watching that on TV. Come on, man. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if you see stuff like that, that's, that's not even talking to your coaching staff. Because if we know that, then I know for sure the people that get paid millions know that. So <laughs> why are you not talking to your coaching staff? Listen, like, hey, hey, listen. Doc and Talu was like, y'all, y'all remember semi-pro where Andre 3000 did the uh, alley-oop? That's what I was looking at the pick, pick and roll. They said, wait a minute. Foul. 
No, technical foul. No, two <laughs> points. <laughs> Is it three points? That's the honest to God truth of what happened on that Clippers bench because they Sam Cassell came over there like no 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 it's 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 two points if he picks and he fades and he shoots and it's three because they looking crazy man they was man. looking so crazy oh man excuse me I got a little case of hiccups I done laughed myself into some hiccups I hate to see this I truly hate to see this <laughs> all right but now back to teams who are actually in the playoffs because we. We're off the Los Angeles losers. I meant uh, Clippers. We're we're off those guys. Um, the so now in the East we got Miami, Boston. Uh, Miami is up two one. Miami took a two zero lead. Boston came back yesterday and, and had a convincing win, wire to wire, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, started to fade a bit down the stretch, but they held on. What are we thinking for this series? I'm gonna go with my initial pick. I'm still going Boston in seven, just because it's it's not crazy to see a team go up two nothing, and come back and win a series. It'll be like if they were at the crib and Miami had home court and protected their home court. It's a two zero lead. We've seen it become, uh, we've seen two zero leads get beat before. Um, right. I just think that that Boston is nowhere else they can go from up. I consider if they don't make the finals, especially with Milwaukee out of the way, this this season will be considered a failure. Um, Miami is overachieving. They got a lot of young players. They got great defense, but the Celtics have a almost like completely perfect team from top to bottom. I mean, their bigs are lacking. Their bigs can rebound. That's going to be an issue when they face LA in the next round because I don't want Daniel Tyson, Robert Williams going up against AD. But if if the Celtics can get out of ISO ball, they I mean they should honestly be up three nothing. If they didn't, you could tell they're 22, 23 years old, the stars of, the, of that team, because you're playing a certain way and you should be up 3-0, and then you get lazy and get in the ISO ball and want to play hero ball in the fourth quarter. And that's the only reason that Miami was able to get the first two games. So if Boston can can stick to their guns and run the offense the way it's supposed to be run, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw it end in six, but I got Boston in seven. Okay, okay. Uh, Chris, what you got? All right, man. I'm not. I'm gonna make this short and sweet. I did. I, I live out here in the Boston area, so I, you know I've been talking about the Celtics with everybody at work, everybody at the barbershop, everybody everywhere, and I've been telling them all the same thing. Um, the Celtics lack a true veteran leader. Like it's it's yeah. one thing to have young leaders, but it's another thing to have a veteran. Kimba looking funny leader. in the light. Looking for no, I mean, Kim, Kim has never been here before. So, I mean, he's still a rookie in this in this stage. So, when I say that, they could really, really use a guy like Al Horford, which is so funny to me. They could True. really use a guy <laughs> like Al Horford right True. now. And, and I say this to say, we all said that the Celtics, this is going to be the year Jason Tatum takes that leap. And I don't like he he he's 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 playing really really good, really really well, but he just hasn't took that leap into leadership per se. I feel like it's a lot of picking and choosing. I don't know who the leader is. I'm not trying to step on his toes. I'm not trying because if you look at these games, they have won the first half in every game they played. Yep, they have they have out hustled the Heat in every game, and the Heat have just as young just as many young players on their side. So. The only difference is they have a veteran leader in Jimmy Butler and Gordon Dragic. So, I mean, that's the difference. That's honestly the difference. I'm going to still roll the Celtics in seven just because of the fact I still hold out. And I'm a Miami fan saying this. I'm still holding out 
that Jason Tatum is going to take that leap into leadership. I still, I, I think he is because the last game he kind of showed it a little bit. He had spurts in the third and the second quarter, but the fourth quarter it was back to the, I don't know if it's my turn. I don't know if it's your turn. I think he's going to get it together. And I think Gordon Hayward being there is going to help him out because Gordon Hayward might be in his ear. And Gordon Hayward is also not someone that's been that deep in the playoffs before. But Gordon Hayward has been someone that's been in the league for a while. So him being in Tatum's ear might help out a little bit. And I just wish Kimba just announced, like, look, Tatum, this is your team. He needs to pull a D-Wade what D-Wade did to Brian. Like, look, Tatum, you got to get us there. I know I done did what I do in the, in the league, but you got to get us there. All right. Uh, so me... I guess I got to go against the grain again, man. I guess I got to be the only one to go against the grain again. I was with Boston. I thought it was going to be Boston Lakers uh, because of, you know, because of everything this year. It just seemed like, you know, with all the craziness in the world, one thing that you can always count on in basketball is Boston Lakers in the finals. That's one thing. I don't think that there – I think there's only been, what, one decade – in the NBA's history where those two didn't meet in the finals, and that was the 90s? Am um, I correct? Yeah. I believe every other decade they've yep. met at least once. And well, I the Pistons won The Pistons won in 90, right? They won 89-90. Then Jordan, Jordan came about, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah 90s don't win. be won. Yeah, so the yeah. 90s were... Wait, in the 2000s they met once or no? Yeah, they played Kobe. Two, they played Kobe. So yeah. 2008, and they met in 2010, correct? Yep. Okay, so they met every decade. I think in all the craziness that's going on, and I thought in all the craziness that's going on in the world, that was going to be the one normal. But kaboom, wrong again. Um, I The Celtics have shown me in these playoffs, they're, that yes, they are young, and yes, you expect growing pains and all that. And I agree with Chris. They lack leadership. But that, to me, is enough to say, I've got the heat. Because every game, they dominated this last game wire to wire and still down the stretch. Was I the only one to get a little nervous? Like, are the Heat about to do this again? Yeah. Was it just me? Yeah. No, 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 no. I I, I was nervous too. Like, the Heat about to come back again. No, that's what I'm I'm saying. I'm I'm not saying you was the only one. I'm saying, yeah, I felt the same. Yeah, I felt the same. So, so yeah, like, and I'm, I'm sitting here, and I'm thinking to myself, now, wait a minute. At y'all biggest lead, they were up, what, 15 or, or seven, 19, something like that? Well, in game three, they I, were up. They got up 23. They got up 23. If I don't feel comfortable with a 23-point lead, if I don't feel comfortable turning the channel saying this game is away, the Lakers got caught tonight. The Lakers got caught. They were up by 15 or so, and they got caught. And I still never at any point in time was like, yeah, the Nuggets are gonna win this thing. That's even when Jokic hit the hook shot that we all thought, all right, you know, this is this is gonna be a tense time for the Lakers. Everybody knew somebody gonna hit the game. For some game, reason, right? I felt like the Lakers was gonna win. I didn't expect it to go to AD though. I we all like you know, and you know what's crazy? They drew up the same play for AD that he missed a game winner on the night before the shutdown when they played the Nets. He missed that exact same. Yeah. And winner from that exact same spot. But anywho, when we look at when we look at this team, I do not trust their ability to close at all. At all. They have to dominate and get up 20-some points. But here's the thing. The Heat's effort in game three was just awful. And for me, that's a great aberration. 
if you pay attention to the, what the Heat do and who they are, energy and effort is it. That's why Jimmy Butler fits there. Jimmy Butler did not fit nowhere else because they did not want to do the energy and effort that he was on. They weren't trying to do that. Nowhere else. And that's because it's a rarity in today's game to have that level of competition, that level of in-your-face, that level of every moment, every second, every step you take, we're going to contest it. And so, you know, and looking at the Celtics, I'm sorry, uh, Chris, I hope you don't get whooped up out of Boston or nothing like that, man. But, like, I, I just can't, I can't see the Celtics being up 23 every game. I can't see that. And if the games are close, I'm trusting Miami every time. I'm trusting and, and, Miami. And, 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 and give, I 100%, I 100% can understand why you choose that. It's a good pick. It's definitely a good pick. I got him in six. I, just, I think I think Subs is going to get one more. I, I think I'm just honestly thinking that Jason Tatum is going to realize, look in the mirror and realize, look, man. like Because that's all it's going to take, to be honest with you. If Jason Tatum have really looked in the mirror and said, look, I got to do be the one that do this. If I go 11 for 27, it just I went 11 for 27. Like If if he literally just goes in there with, with that Mamba mentality and say, look, I got to be the one. Not Kimba, not Jalen Brown, nothing. Because Jalen Brown... He he's been trying to do it, but he just I don't think his skill set is like like a Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum can do everything on the court very well offensively, like very well. Right. Jalen Brown has a couple shaky spots. Like he's crazy athletic, but he has a couple shaky spots on offensive side. But Tatum Tatum is seamless. He got the dribble package now. He got the tray ball now. He got the mid range game. He got the post up. Like I haven't seen him post up nothing but three times this whole series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this once again. When when the when the Celtics were up in, I believe it was game two, and the Heat went to that one three one. Oh my God! I had never seen a team fall apart at a zone like that since AAU ball. Boy, I tell you. And, and you would think Brad Stevens would have 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 adjusted. Who is? Who is the you that would think that? Because y'all know how I feel about Brad Stevens. Y'all know. I, I, I think Brad know. Stevens is a good coach, man. Right. I'm sorry. I think Brad Stevens is a good coach. Like I said, Coach Spo is everything that we pretend Brad Stevens is. I'm sorry to say it, but he just is. And oh, Spo is in a different category for sure. But, I mean, Brad Stevens, he's known for making some good adjustments, though, Gibbs. Think about think about his early oh, years. Think about his early I, years. He, he made a lot of adjustments. I feel that. But here's my thing. Here's, here's, here's my very serious thing about this. When I look at these two teams, I say, uh, how stable is what you do? Because that's why I could never pick the Rockets to win a, a championship, or any team with D'Antoni, for that matter, to win a championship. They run a volatile system. Their system is based off a lot of, like, things have to go right for it to win. Like, that's just what that is. Um, when you shoot that many threes, it's super volatile. That's that's what that is. Hey, speaking Celtics, of which, speaking of which, just to go to tangent, I'm sorry to cut you off again. Oh, you Mike D'Antoni is the leading role for the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> now, how the hell? How, what, now, what is Philly going to do? Philly. Philadelphia. City of brotherly love. <laughs> this man the city with Rocky at the top explode, of the stairs. Bro. Oh, bro, Ben Simmons running that offense is going to be hilarious if they do this. Oh, God. It's going to be a Latrell Sprewell, PJ Carlisle, <laughs> And it's going to be in the reverse because Tony going to choke him when he don't shoot an open three. 
Then Tony just gonna choke, bro. He's gonna, motherfucker, we got you open in the corner. He's gonna choke him. He gonna but, but listen, man. But listen, I just you know made me lose my train of thought, man. All right, so so when I look at a, a team, I say, does your system depend on a lot going right, or does it depend on your players just being who they are? And with the heat, energy, and effort with the crew that they got, it's just dependent on them being who they are. The 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 Celtics, their thing is, you know, they they've got a lot of young guys and they they run a. I I'm not even gonna say their offense has very complicated set. They just they're just better than most teams and they're young guys, so they give good energy and effort. But they're running up against guys who are gonna defend end to end for the whole joint. Like that's that's tough. That's yeah. tough. And like you said, I agree. Jason Tatum needs to. The only way they win is if Jason Tatum averages twenty five to thirty plus for the rest of the series. I don't and, think he wins and, that. And, and the only other thing, man, about this series, I didn't expect Bam to play this well, man. Bam is that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't dude, he has sixteen it. in the quarter without shooting a jump shot, bro. I don't think that they have it in them to stop what the Heat do. They because the Heat, they yeah, but but they can match him though, Gibbs. They but got a firepower to heat, match them. But everybody on the Heat just know who they are, and they run it well. Duncan Robinson does not put that ball on the floor. If you pass that ball to Duncan, he pff, he's shooting. Yeah. He is well, he, shooting. He let it go from everywhere, too, dude. Like He he will be a, a step behind the hash mark and, and just let it go. Like, like release. I honestly think, because he's not bad on defense either. Don't get it twisted. He He's... I honestly think he the second coming of Clay Thompson. Like I honestly, he he has the capability and the 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 build and the size to be the second coming of Clay Thompson. Now I don't know if he'd be as good defensively, but as far as just don't have to dribble the ball a whole game, he he got that. Man, listen. All I'm saying is this: the man that they know who they are. Tyler Euro. He don't go to posting people up. You don't go to trying to hit uh hop jump the 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 hop step back jumpers like he Dwayne Wade or something in the post. He knows who he is. He knows who he is. Goran Dragic, he knows who he is. Jimmy Butler, he knows who he is. They do what they do well. And that's that's all they do. The Celtics are still trying to figure out who they are. I think next year when this series comes around, or if this series comes around, the, the Celtics gonna whoop the wheels off them because by another season everybody's going to know who they are. But right now, they're going through that phase where Draymond want to shoot the ball. And don't get me wrong, they don't. their Draymond is Marcus Smart, who actually can shoot better than Draymond. But by Draymond want to shoot the ball, I mean they don't know their roles yet. They don't have it defined and mapped out. And that's what you were talking about when you said, well, they don't – He Tatum keeps saying, well, it's your turn, it's my turn, it's his turn, whoever. They don't have a defined uh, mapped out role. I mean, they're they still young, though. It's, I mean, I, I still want to uh, just put into, because I know sports narratives just sometimes go too far. The way that team is constructed and how young they are, it's okay if they lose. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And, and this is, and I believe that the Celtics are a smart franchise. They are not the Thunder. They know better than to say, oh, these stars are going to be expensive down the line. Let's get rid of one of them now. Like, right. they're not going to do that. They're, they're going to hold this core together for as long as they can 
and you know make it happen with with what they got. The only expendable parts that they got that are still playing a lot right now are probably Kimba. That's the only thing that they got right now that I believe that they'd be like, eh, whatever. He stays, he goes, we'll be all right. Right. And I, I mean, I'd but you can, you can, you can get a lesser Kimba. That's what I'm saying. Honest. I'd agree with that you assessment. You can't get the other guys. You can't get a Jalen Brown. Those aren't just growing on trees. You can't get a guy with Marcus Smart's heart and ability to defend. Because Marcus Smart is flatly, when you look at him technique-wise, he's one of the best defenders in the game. He's yeah. what we think Pat like, Beverly is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Marcus Smart is who Pat Bev believes he is. Boy, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the uh, that's gonna be the clip that we post this week. Because it's the truth. <laughs> It's the truth, man. Chihuahua Pat Bev is, you know, he imagines himself as pit bull defense Marcus Smart. Hey, but one thing we did talk on earlier in the pod is Gary Harris, Jalen Brown. I'm taking Jalen Brown, bro. I'm sorry, Giz. I thought about it. I thought about it. You were right on the money. Gary Harris did. As soon as you said that, I started paying attention to Gary Harris more. He He is second on my list. But overall, guys haven't been in the league that long, 3 and D, I'm going Jalen Brown, man. Just, I, still, just, I, I still got Gary Harris, but those two, I feel like it's a 1A, 1B situation. Yeah. Splitting hairs about what you like. No, yeah. I, I, I just look at it from this standpoint. Um, You can go either way right now, but I think if you looked at it in hindsight, if you, you know, went 10 years in the future – I think we'd still be talking about Jalen Brown being one of the best two-way players in the league, and I don't think it'll be the same thing for Gary Harris. But I think that's only because of the number one, the market he play, Gary Harris plays in and the team he plays in on. Because if he was the guy, if he played on a team with a bunch of guys who, you know, shared the ball a lot more, Jamal Murray is not a bad passer, but his his mo is not. Bro, by he he. I don't know, guys. He, he he's a bad <laughs> passer, bro. He he's a bad passer, bro. He had okay, three well, assists, and he got one of them by mistake in the fourth quarter. Well, okay, so if 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 they swap teams, I think that Gary Harris would would do what Jalen Brown's doing. I don't think Jalen Brown could put up. No, he's not as athletic though, Giz. He's not as athletic as Jalen. He's not, but he's as good of a defender, and I think his basketball IQ is a little higher. He knows what his what his shots are and where his help is on defense. Gary Jaylen Harris, Brown, look, he's smooth though, man. He real smooth, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we gonna see. We gonna he see. be out there walking on clouds. He's so smooth, like that we man. See. You, so look, we we have so many sports to talk about, but man, laughing at the Clippers, dog. I, I blame y'all. You know, we talk about who <laughs> that's all we need. I blame y'all. Man. <laughs> So, so L.A. and Denver, before we close this thing out, L.A. and Denver, man, do we see anything besides a sweep maybe L.A. and five? Are we seeing anything besides that? Um, I, I originally had Lakers and six, but I think I'm going to change it to five just because the, the Nuggets have been through so much that that game tonight with the AD game winner, I just mm-hmm. think, like, that's the end of all of the effort they got. They just – they – was the underdog and they fought as long as they could, but they they just seem completely outmatched. And not only do they seem outmatched for all of the veterans that's on the Lakers and <clears throat> people not necessarily thinking they the quickest team when it comes to pace, that team looks very hungry. You got Rondo who already got a championship, but Rondo looks very hungry. Dwight is one of the players that if he was in the right situation should have been won a championship and he doesn't have one yet. He looks hungry. JaVale McGee hey, always Rondo steps Curry it up with his playoff time. Psh, Rondo Curry <laughs> is pulling that thing. Beautiful. The Lakers no, look right. very hungry. Everybody's playing the right way. The only 
only person that I say like on the Lakers that well, it's a few, it's a few, it's two people on the Lakers that I thought at this point in the playoffs would have stepped up a little more, and they just don't seem ready. It's Danny Green and Kuzma. Mm, okay, I feel. But that. at the I same feel. time, the Lakers have so much talent, and there's so many other pieces that are hungrier than them. You can honestly ignore their performances, and the Lakers will still be fine. Dwight is looking out of control. He yeah. is just balling. I have not seen him look like this in years. Yeah. I mean, good God. Jokic is just said he really is an Alcatraz. And he had a great game tonight. Jokic had a great game tonight, but I agree, guys. I agree. Seeing that as a player, as a as a former player who played at a high level, when you are the underdog and you give everything you got and you're like on the brink of pulling that win out, and then you see that last minute, that team's talent yeah. just – like like their running back just hits that hole. It drains. And like what, what should be a 10-yard game became a 60-yard touchdown because he runs a 4-2. That yep. hurts. That breaks your heart. That's just like. It drains you. I don't I agree. I agree. I got I you know, I had the Clippers. I had the Clippers. I mean not the Clippers. Oh Lord. I, I my mind is just so on the, <laughs> on the I gotta get my mind off the Cordians, man. But um I had the Nuggets, uh I had the Nuggets. Originally winning one game, and I'm a I'm gonna take that to a sweep. I, I thought they were gonna win one tonight. Was their game? Tonight was their game. I don't because the the Nuggets love getting down big and then decide to turn it on when you relax. But game one showed us you cannot do that with these Lakers. Game two it worked fine, but did it work? Because they lost. Game three and four, I think the Lakers are gonna be like, okay, all right, I don't care how much we have them up. We got to get them down 20 and a fourth to relax. And I think that's how that's going to go. Uh, Chris, what you got for the Lakers Nuggets, man? Do you have anything other than Lakers in four or Lakers in five? Big joke, poke yoke, roly poke, Lakers in four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I mean, I, hey, but one thing I will say, I really wish the Lakers in. I don't know how Daddy Green gets so many minutes and shoots four for fourteen. I'm still waiting on Daddy Green to come to the bubble. Does Daddy Green know how to play basketball? He's in the I, right I position. Daddy. He's in the right spots. He's doing the right things. He just don't execute. And I need Kuz hey, to be a little bit more aggressive. So, hey, but listen, I'm gonna tell y'all this though. One thing that I have noticed, Danny, when Danny Green is active, the Lakers are better. And what do I mean by active? Yeah. Even when he's not knocking down shots, when he's defending actively, they're good. They're they're a good team. When they first got to the bubble, Danny Green was doing nothing well. And when I say nothing well, I mean nothing. He was not shooting well. He was not defending well. Now his defense is starting to ramp back up. His defense is starting to ramp back up. He had a couple games in uh, against the Rockets where his shooting ramped back up. If he can find that shooting again with his defense – they're going to be all right. They're going to be just fine. And they're going to cruise to a championship if Danny finds his shot again uh, before the final. But, again, we're going to win. Wow. Wow. What a show. What a time. Shout out to G-Mac Cash because we're going to bring you back here. We love Big Gretch, man. That was, a, that was a banger. Walmart was a banger. Coronavirus was a banger. So we're going to send you all out with the Clippers again. Come back next week and the week after that and the week after that. We ain't going to laugh at the Clippers every week. Peace and love, y'all. About the Clippers Ooh. and how they blew a 3-1 lead against Denver. Ooh. Boy, it's about to be a long-ass winner. Long. Them young boys came and put their ass hey. in a blender.
Yeah, yeah. Man, I don't wanna hear no more about Kawhi the best. They shit. blew a 3-1 lead. Get that boy some rest. They had a good little lead, but you know the, you rest. Know the rest. That boy Jamal started shooting that bitch right out the net. Switch. I cancel my haircut. Don't wanna see no I'm clippers. Good. I know that nigga Lou Will about to see them strippers. Man, them boys was out there playing like they was the Wizards. PG-13, he is not a killer. Hey, now let me get to the LeBron haters. For real. You know them boys not fucking with no Man, damn Lakers. Playing. They was out there playing soft like some Nihilators. That boy Kawhi was really looking like Sanaa Laker. The boys went up 3-1, they couldn't get a win. Huh? PG, game seven, only had 10. Talking about he the GOAT. Nigga, how a win? How? And if he was, how the fuck is they out they win yet another game seven. And let's talk about the Clippers the and how they blew a 3-1 lead against Denver. Boy, it's about to be a long-ass winner. Oh. Them young boys came and put their ass in a blender. Get them out of there. Come on, and dog. let's talk about the Clippers Ooh. and how they blew hey. a 3-1 lead against Denver. Boy, it's about to be a long-ass winner. Oh, them young boys came and put their ass right. in a blender. Hey. Get them out of there. I, told, I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear nothing. Pay me my, pay me my money. Pay me my money. I know a lot of y'all just lost so much money thinking they was about to win this game. Seven. I, you cannot tell me because I would have betted with them, but I did. Mac!